Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Hello, dear friends. I'm so glad I can come to you via this broadcast once again and speak to you on the topic of faith. There is no other topic that you can speak so much about and that we constantly need to hear because without faith, it is impossible to please God. And if we cannot please him and cannot uh, live in that kind of a faith that pleases him, we will not see any breakthroughs or miracles in our life. But we can receive faith, the godly kind of faith. If we will hear the word, if we will read the word, it will inspire us and encourage us. And it will build our inner man, our spiritual man. It will also touch our mind and our whole being. So it's so important, this subject of faith. And of course, the Bible gives so many examples. But I would like to go for the last time in this series on the story of Rahab. Well, actually, I don't want to just go to the story, but this woman, Rahab. I mean, what a example for us. And we can learn so much from her story. I know sometimes we think that things are different today than they were in the past or that what we have to face today, they have never faced in the past or that our problems are bigger than anybody else's problem in the past. But let me tell you, that is something in the mind that we need to get rid of because for this woman, her situation was impossible. And she was the only one in that great city of Jericho. And she was the only one in her family. But yet this woman's faith stood out and she brought it into action in such a way that she was rescued and saved by the Lord. And not only her, but because of her faith, her whole family was saved. And I believe that that's what God wants to do for all of us. It's not just us, but we must believe for our whole family and not just our family, but let's also believe for our neighbors and for our colleagues at work or students maybe in the same classroom. Let's believe that God can work through us like he worked through Rahab and that all will be saved. Oh, that we have a mighty testimony like Rahab had a mighty testimony of the grace and the goodness of God. You know, I think it's so wonderful to have this woman as an example because she, you know that her life, if you look at it before, it was not the person you would maybe choose as an example for your faith. She was a prostitute, but yet this prostitute was changed and transformed and received something in her life and in her heart that made her to be the great and grand example that she has been for so many years already and that all of us can learn from. Well, if God could use this prostitute, how much more could he use you and me if the power of the gospel will come into us and change us? Oh, the Lord has a miracle for you and for me, dear friends. Well, you know, the story of this woman is she was living in Jericho and God was against Jericho. And the people of Israel, his children, came across the Jordan River and this great city uh, with great walls around it was in the way and needed to collapse and fall. And God had a perfect plan to do that. And he was going to do it in such a way that no man could glory or take the honor 
but that we all could say, yes, it was by the Lord and the Lord alone. You know, these things are so important in our life that we have the expectation that there are things, it doesn't matter what we do, but it is the Lord who does it. And if the Lord doesn't do it, who will do it? How could we do it? How could we move forward? It's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And the Bible says, for those that believe, all things are possible. So let's trust him today. Well, the Israelites came, and uh, before they came with all the crowd and all the people, Joshua sent two spies. And these two spies came into the city, and uh, somehow Rahab recognized them, and she wasn't the only one. Also others recognized these spies, and uh, I would rather call them secret agents than spies, but... uh, Yeah, they were spies. They were secret agents. And uh, Rahab, she said, quickly, come with me. And she took them to her home. Well, somebody told the king of Jericho that these spies had come into the city. And so he sent people to the uh, soldiers to the house of Rahab to demand of her that she would deliver those spies into their hands so they could take them captive. But when Rahab opened the door... And these soldiers were there explaining how these two spies were there that were sent by the Israelites and that would play a role in destroying the city and that if she did not give them out, then she would be in big problems because she would be considered a traitor also. She stood there. She looked them into the eyes and she said, "Uh, they are not here. Yes, they came, but they are not here anymore. They left before the gates closed. And if you go quickly... You might be able to pursue them and bring them into captivity. But you know, in reality, she had brought those two spies to the roof and she had hid them there. And uh, she was convinced in her heart that she was doing the right thing. Because as I told you last time, she didn't feel obligated anymore as to be loyal to the city of Jericho or to the king of Jericho. But she felt already in her heart a part of the people of Israel. And she wanted to side with them and be on on their side. And, and especially not just the people, but on the side of the God of Israel, whom she feared in her heart and, and had reverence for. You know, I think this is so important. It's better to have God on your side or to be on God's side, I should say, than to have the whole world with you and have God against you. If God is on your side, if you are on God's side, then you know you will have blessings and you will have success. So uh, these soldiers, they left and Rahab went up to the roof and she started to talk with these two spies, these two Israelites. And she said, I need an oath from you. You need to promise me that uh, because uh, I have done good to you, that you will preserve me. And uh, they gave her a token. They said, yes, uh, you will be saved and all with you, your family, if they are in the house, they will be saved. But you must hang this red cord, this red rope out of the window. And that will be a sign to us that this is you, this is Rahab, this is the woman of faith that trusts the God of Israel. And in that way, you shall be saved. But if you don't have that red cord hanging out of the window, then uh, whatever happens will happen, but then we cannot uh, promise you that you will be saved. And regarding your family, if they will be in the house, but you must be sure that they are in the house. 
if they walk on the streets and we come to take this city and uh, they start to shout, yes, but we belong to Rayup. Yes, we also are part of Rayup's family. That will do them no good. They must be in the house themselves. Well, you know, there is so much you can learn from this. The, these two symbols. I, I, I call them symbols today. Now, we don't believe that that court, that red court, had supernatural power. Now, of course not. Uh, just as we don't believe that the baptism by itself saves or that taking part of Holy Communion, eating the bread, drinking the wine, that that saves in itself. No, it's, it's Jesus that saves. It's what he has done upon the cross, taking our place, paying the debt and paying the price for us. That's what saves us. And we accept it by faith and no other way but by faith. It's not the rituals that we do. It's not through our own works. It's what Jesus has done for us that we are saved by the grace of God and the love of the Father. Oh, hallelujah. I'm so happy that all can be saved. All that trust upon Jesus and call upon his name shall be saved. But yet, these symbols are important. So how does this work together? Well, you know, my dear friends, those symbols and what she had to do to hang this red cord, this red rope out of the window, had to do with obedience and trust. Yes, you cannot disconnect faith from obedience to God. Perfect faith will always be in line with perfect obedience. Oh, I know that our faith many times is flawed and that we make mistakes along the way. And even the faith of Rahab had its mistakes or its faults or uh, was weak in certain ways. Uh, not a time maybe we can go into that, but she was obedient. And you know, that is so important for us to be obedient and she was obedient, and her obedience was in hanging that rope outside of the window. It was a simple thing. I mean, all of us could hang that rope out of the window, and by being baptized, we hang the rope out of the window, the red rope, the red cord, as a symbol and a sign that we trust and believe upon the God of Abram, Isaac, and Jacob, that we trust upon his son, Jesus Christ. You know, there are things that we can do that by itself. They are simple. By eating the bread and drinking the wine, partaking of the body of Christ and being part of that godly family in that way and having a testimony showing that we are part of that family, drinking the wine, eating the bread, proclaiming, I am part of Jesus Christ because Jesus is a part of me. I'm saved by his grace and by his accomplished work on Calvary. That partaking or that baptism or, you know, some of these things, they show they are a sign and a symbol of something that happened in our life and in our heart. And when Rahab hung that red cord out of the window, it was a sign that something happened in her heart, in her life, that she was living under a covenant, that she was obedient to the word that God spoke to her through these two messengers, these two whom we call spies, but they were messengers of God. And I think that is so important. Well, you know, she believed for her whole family. And so her faith was a saving faith. 
And not just for the salvation of herself, but for the salvation of her whole family. Oh, it's such a wonderful thing. I mean, she believed and she trusted that she would survive somehow because of the oath, because of the promise. We also have the promise, the word of God. It's promised to us. And she trusted that promise that those two messengers gave her. If you hang this cord out, if you will stay and remain in this house, you will be saved. She believed that word. Just as you and me must believe that promise that God gave us in his word, that if we believe in the Son, we will be saved. If we cast our burdens upon to him, upon him, if we give our life and our heart to, to him, then he will come and live in us and he will make all things wonderfully new. Just as she had to put her trust in that promise on, that those messengers gave her, so we must also put our faith upon that promise that God gave us in his word. And that kind of a faith is a saving faith. Oh, you know, it's not based upon the red cord that that by itself will save, but that red cord is the obedience. It's the action of obedience that came up, up upon the word that she had received from those messengers. And we also must let our faith go into action based upon the word in obedience to that word. And then we know that also we will be saved. Well, you know, her house was on the wall. And we know the story if you read it in Joshua chapter 2. It's a, it's a wonderful story. And in the following chapters, as we read how they take that city, uh, then we read that her house was on the wall. And in the other chapters, we read that on the seventh day, after the seventh time that the Israelites had walked around the city, and after that, they started to blow on the trumpets and they started to shout and praise God, it says, and all the walls came crumbling down. And her house was on top of a wall. And all the walls came crumbling down. Just think of that. Her house was in in the most dangerous place to be because all the walls came crumbling down. But it, it tells us that one part of the wall, one very specific part of the wall kept on standing. It was like an island in a, in a great roaring ocean that stood there in the midst of it all, in the midst of the waves, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of all the dust and all the rubble and all the uh, wall uh, and wood and all the... Uh, brick and stone and all the problem and, and, and everything that was there, there was that one piece of wall standing with a little house on top of it. And there, if you looked closely out of the window, you saw that little red cord waving as a testimony. Oh, dear friend, I believe the same for you and for me, that whatever will happen in this world and however walls and, and systems of men and other things are crumbling down. However, society is crumbling down those that are have their faith upon the Lord, upon Jesus, the accomplished work of Calvary. Even if everything around them falls down and is destroyed, they will keep standing. Oh, hallelujah, dear friend, you will keep standing. Her faith was a saving faith. She was saved. She wasn't saved by her own strength or by her 
intelligence or by all that she could do by studying the house or maybe putting some extra cords to build the house uh, to make it all sturdy and strong. No, that house was standing because God kept it standing and God will keep your house standing. God will keep your marriage standing. God will keep your family standing. God will keep your business standing. God will keep the church where you are standing. Or if you're a pastor, God will keep the church that you pastor over. He will keep it standing because he is the almighty one. He is the strong one. And his plans are perfect. Well, everything crumbled down except that one piece of wall with that little house and Rahab was in that house and out of the window there was that red court. Well, you know, nobody escaped out of Jericho. I want you to know that and realize that nobody out of that great city survived or made it except Rahab and her family. Her faith was not just for salvation or saving grace for herself, but it became a saving grace for her whole family. I don't know how her family saw her. I mean, I don't think if my sister was a prostitute, I would be walking around and telling everybody so proudly, hey, you know my sister, she's a great prostitute. I wouldn't talk like that. She would be the one I would talk about least. I mean, I would be ashamed of her. And God uses that very woman to save the whole family. Oh, I don't know how people think of you or how they see you, but you can be the person through whom the Lord can save your whole family, your whole street, your whole school or neighborhood, or even the whole city. God is able to do it. And um, yes, it was because of her. But uh, listen to what these messengers of God said. They said, but they must be in the house. Yes, God can use us that our family will be saved because of our testimony, because of the working of the Lord, of the Holy Spirit through our life. But our family themselves or our friends themselves, they need to come into the house. We cannot uh, have them to be saved if they'll just wander and go off and be outside or be in their own homes. They had to come into that house that God had appointed as the house where they would be saved and would be blessed. And so this is an important point. She had to convince her family. She had to tell them this secret and this story of how God visited her through these two messengers, how she had faith in her heart, how she had fear for the God of Abram, Isaac and Jacob, how she believed that he was the almighty one and how he would conquer that city and give it to the children of Israel. And she had to convince them that God spoke to her that if she would stay in that house and if they would be with her in that house, that they would also be saved. I mean, I can imagine some family members and especially, you know, it was not just for an hour. It was not just for a day, but all these days, all these hours, they had to stay there and wait. And uh, as these Israelites came one day and walked around the city once, you can imagine everybody looking down, her house was on the wall. And as they maybe ridiculed her, 
or ridiculed those children of Israel, how they were walking around that city and what were they doing there and could this word be trusted and was he sure and and, and wouldn't there be a better way to be saved and wouldn't it be better to trust the king of Jericho or to trust those mighty walls and the great gate that was closed and there are so many things people trusted and believed in. But you know, she was able to convince them through the help of the Lord. I believe it was the Lord who helped her with the right words, with the right convincing and convicting power to, 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 to compel them to come into the house and to stay in the house. And as they stayed in that house, uh, 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 all those days, even, even to the last moment, when everything started to shake and all the walls around them started to collapse, they stayed in that house. And as they stayed in that house, they were saved from that great calamity. And as all the Jericho lights were, were, were destroyed, they were saved and delivered. And you know, this is the faith we must have, my friends, for today. If we read the newspaper, if we look to the news, if we just look around, we can see so much going on in the world today. And there are so many rumors of wars and famines and troubles and problems and sicknesses. But through it all, let us trust upon the word of the Lord, upon his promise. And let us hang that red cord out of our own hearts, out of our own lives as a witness that we believe in Jesus. Let us not be ashamed, but let us stand for what we believe. And let's believe that God will also help us even more so today with the infillment and the helping of the Holy Spirit in our life, that the, our family and friends will listen and that they will come into the house, that they will also believe that word and that they will stay and remain in obedience to that word until that day comes. And, uh, and then the Lord will bring us safely to be with him forever and ever. Well, next time we'll speak about a whole different subject and a whole different person. But today I want to encourage you once again, read that story and take her, Rahab, as an example. And as she did, let us do also and let us trust the word and let us believe upon the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and upon his son and what he accomplished for us. And we also shall be saved. Father, I pray for everyone that listens that they will hang that cord out of their hearts, out of their lives, out of their houses, Lord, that it will be known that they are trusting upon Jesus, upon the blood of Jesus that was shed for us on Calvary's cross. Yes, and that we will believe upon every promise in your word, which through Jesus Christ is yes and amen to us. Lord, do the miracles. First of all, that miracle of forgiveness, but also miracles of deliverance and healing, and that you will supply in each and every need, Lord. And above all, that our families and our friends and neighbors will be saved, Lord. Work through us and use us, Lord, as we trust upon you and as we walk in obedience. And I thank you, you will do it because you are great. Yesterday, today, and forever, you are the same. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 